0: Today's class is a talk the Rebbe gave in 1976 on the Torah portion of Devarim, the first Torah portion in the book of Devarim, of Deuteronomy, and it's uh, based on the verse that where Moshe, uh, right at the beginning of the uh, Torah portion, says, Hashem, Yosef aleichem, Hashem, your God, should add upon you, Kachem as you are l'f pameim 1000 times essentially blessing the jewish people to multiply a thousandfold from the number that they currently were and then he adds um and god should bless you kashadim as he has told you and um, there we're going to focus on the rashi which is something that the rebbe did very often is to focus on the nuances of rashi and in this case rashi quotes a midrash However, Rashi, as he sometimes does, um, makes changes from the way the Midrash um, shares the message, and the Rebbe analyzes why the Rashi would do that, and reveals through that, uh, that sharp analyzation um, some fascinating insight. And this is a classic uh, approach of the Rebbe, requires focus, and uh, I studied this about four times to grasp it, and... Uh, Still, uh, uh, still have more to learn from this talk. So, here we go. Um, so, so, so the, the verse tells us that, that Moshe tells uh the Jewish people that God your God should add upon you, um, from where, from who you are now, from the number that you are now, elif pa'amim a thousand times. Rashi says, Why then does Moshe, after he gives him such a magnanimous blessing that you should be multiplied a thousandfold, he then says, he, he then adds to that and and God should bless you, as he has told you. What's this added blessing? And that's Rashi's question. So Rashi says, why is Moshe adding, and he should bless you as he told you? Was Moshe's blessing not enough? What was lacking in Moshe's blessing? So so then he quotes, the Rashi then quotes the Midrash, and the Midrash says, which is, I'm going to interchange the Sifri and the Midrash both say this, um, so, I'm going to be referring to them as the Sifri through this, uh, through our conversation. So, the Sifri, uh, Rashi quotes uh, saying that the Jewish people said to Moshe, You're limiting our blessing. You're saying a thousand times a thousand. Hashem already promised Avraham in the book of Bereshus, uh, chapter 13, that, ish limnois, that if a man will be able to count, the dust of the earth, so will be your offspring. That's what Hashem blessed Avram with, which essentially is saying, just like the dust of the earth can't be counted, so to your offspring will not be able to be counted. In other words, you're going to have an endless number of offspring, not a thousand times, which is a, a, a measured amount. Now, um, so what is Moshe's answer to the Jewish people? This, that I bless you, um, that you should be Aleph Pa'amim a thousand times, Zemishali, that's for me. That's my blessing to you, Moshe brings us. But from Hashem, And he should bless you, Hashem should bless you, as he in fact told you, which is an endless number, not just a thousand. That was Moshe's response. Um, and this conversation between the Jewish people and Moshe is a conversation that the Sifri brings down, and Rashi is quoting. However, we find some nuanced differences. Uh, that Rashi changes from the Sifri. The Sifri says, when it says, Hashem already promised us, the Jewish people told Moshe, they quote a different, the Sifri quotes a different verse, not the verse that if you'll be able to count the the dust, then you'll be able to, then um, you'll be able to count um, your offspring. But instead they say, they they quote the verse, I will multiply your offspring like the stars in heaven. Um, And I will place I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth. That's the verse that the Sifri uses. And then the Jewish, Jewish, so Jewish people said, you're limiting us when Hashem gave us such a, the, the numbers of like stars of the heaven and the dust of the earth. And then the Sifri adds an analogy which Rashi also does not mention. So the, the Sifri uses an analogy um, that this is similar to a king who has to, um, he has to uh, leave the palace. He has to go away. And, he le- and he's leaving behind his, um, the crown prince who's still a young boy, and he doesn't want to leave all of his riches and wealth to the, to the crown prince, who's a little boy, he'll squander everything. So he hires a guardian, uh, so, someone who's appointed, an appointed official, to make sure to give the son everything he needs until he grows up. And then he will give him all of the wealth of his father. So what do we see? We see a similar thing that Moshe says, I am giving you from what I have, which is really like the, uh, the guardian appointed by the king. But God, or the king, he will give you um, everything. And we're going to see, and I'll mention this now, that we're going to see that this analogy alludes to the idea that one blessing comes earlier at a younger age, and the, which comes from the guardian, and the other blessing comes at a later, a later stage. And we're going to see how the sifri possibly understands the difference between these two blessings as coming at different times. And that's how some commentaries will, 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 will um, understand this. However, Rashi doesn't bring this, this um, analogy, telling us that Rashi's understanding is that the blessings are not coming at different times. So, the, so we have a number of, um, uh, of comparisons and questions that are, that, that are raised. The first thing is Rashi generally is, again, coming simply to explain to us what the verse is means. what So that if someone is studying the Chumash, they understand what the verse is saying. And if there's an obvious question, Rashi addresses it. And generally, the way he addresses it is not by asking the question. Rashi addresses it by giving the answer, by giving the explanation. And very often, you have to understand the question from the explanation Rashi gives. Because Rashi won't say the question. But over here, Rashi begins by saying a question which the Seferi does not uh, open up with. And that is, um, what is the additional blessing that um, that, that, that Hashem is going to give beyond what Moshe give, gave. Why do we? Why does Moshe have to add an additional blessing? And again, to help to ease this in later, we're going to see that without Moshe having added the second blessing of God, everything would have been fine. Moshe says, "I bless you to be a thousandfold beautiful." It is the very fact that he adds God's blessing, and may God bless you, as he told you, that raises a question. Unlike the Sifri, which apparently has a question regardless. Um, number Another question is, even without the second blessing of God, and, and the question Rashi asks, well, why is Moshe adding this second blessing from God? We, we really have a question anyway, because Moshe is saying, you should multiply a thousandfold. God said earlier, you, should, you shouldn't you should be able to be counted, just like the dust of the earth can't be counted. So, we, we have a question, why is Moshe giving a finite measure to an infinite blessing? Um, and a third question is, why does Rashi quote the second part of the Pasuk, the second part of the verse, um w- w- in other words, Rashi quotes a verse differently than the Safri. Rashi says, Ashram muchal ishlimna." He said, "If, if a man can count the dust of the earth, then they'll be able to count your offspring." Which is a way of saying that just like the dust can't be counted, so too your offspring won't be able to be counted. The Safri doesn't use that verse. The Safri says that just that you will be as numerous as the dust of the earth, sounding like there's a measurement there, right? Whatever that measurement is, which is enormous, and, and likewise will be your offspring. And if we're addressing the limit um, of 1,000, then uh, another thing that the Rebbe often does is he looks at, Rashi always quotes the the words of the verse that he's um, commenting on. And Rashi is very precise about which words he um, he quotes from the verse. And that itself guides us in understanding what Rashi is trying to tell us. So Rashi should have just, quoted the words, Elif pamim, a thousand times, a thousandfold, because Rashi's addressing Moshe's blessing of a thousandfold, it would seem. But yet he also highlights the words, that God should increase from what you are now a thousand times. He, and he highlights those words as well, meaning that those words are telling us something too. So let's now um, um, analyze, well, actually one more question, and that's what the commentators ask. And the commentators ask, what is Moshe's blessing offering? of a thousand, that you should multiply a thousand times, if God said you should be basically an endless number, right? Uh, That's just like someone won't be able to count the dust, so they won't be able to count your offspring, God tells Avram. So what is Moshe adding to this by saying you should be a thousandfold? So some commentators say that Hashem's blessing is conditional. That Hashem's blessing is conditional based on our behavior and how we conduct ourselves, but Moshe's blessing was unconditional, so that's what Moshe's blessing is adding, that even in a time when we're not living up to par, so Hashem is not offering us that blessing at that time, we still have the blessing of Moshe. Another commentary explains that Moshe's blessing was for now, but when Mashiach comes, that's when we're going to have Hashem's blessing. We're talking about two different time periods. Now that, again, as I explained earlier, fits with the Safri, who gives us the analogy of a king and a prince when the prince is younger and when the prince gets older, so we can see that, there are, that the, the blessings are playing out at different times. But Rashi makes no mention of this, and therefore there is nothing in Rashi that alludes to the fact that we're talking about two different times or, the, or that we're talking about any conditions. So therefore, this will not help us, these explanations will not help us understand why according to Rashi's understanding or the simple understanding of the verse, what, what Moshe's blessing is adding to the blessing of, the, uh, of 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 Hashem, which is an infinite blessing. So let's begin with the explanation. So the explanation is, is such. Um, if we simply understand the verse, which is what Rashi focuses on, we understand, we understand why Moshe gives a limit. It doesn't it's not difficult to understand why why is it not difficult to understand why Moshe would give a blessing, which is a limited blessing? Because Moshe is a human being and human beings are inherently limited the very the very fact that we are a created being limits us makes us limited right we 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 have we can only be in one place at one time right we, we only uh, we take up a certain amount of space we can only see so far we only have a certain uh, extent to our intellectual capacity our emotional capacity you know, everything everything about creation is limited so therefore emotion it's not possible for a finite for for, for something infinite to come out of something finite and this is something that the rabbi discuss, it says, the Jewish philosophers discuss in, in, in Jewish philosophy, um, the, in the same way that you can, you can never have an infinite amount of time. It would sound like you could, but you actually can't. Why not? Because time is made up of finite moments, whether it's hours or minutes. And nothing infinite can be made up of finite things, because nothing can make, create something greater than itself. So the building blocks of something infinite cannot be something finite. That's not possible. And I'm going to leave it at that for now, although it, it, it requires some more, uh, some more thinking to, to, to understand fully, but accept that as a, as, as a logical premise. So therefore, Moshe as a finite being, it's not possible for him to give an infinite blessing. So he has to quantify uh, or qualify um, um, the, the blessing that he's giving. So we understand why he gave, now we understand why he gave a blessing, which is, which, is, which is quantified. Now, in general as well, and this is going to give us insight in also, it gave me insight in, in understanding sometimes the way the Torah uses certain numbers. When the sefri speaks of the, not of an infinite amount of Jews, Right, that we're going to multiply it to an infinite number. This free doesn't actually uh, say an infinite number, but it says an enormous number. It's Ashalay, you suffer which can't be counted. Now, what does that mean when we say that you will multiply it to a number that you cannot be counted? So, or it says that it's um, Ashalay, you, nice. you won't be able to. It's going to be too difficult to count. Um, which is the reference when we say that you should be like the sand of the sea. Um, does the sand of the sea have a number? Is, does it have a quantifiable number? The answer is it does. I don't know anyone that counted it, and it may take uh, you know hundreds of years to count it. However, it is it is again a finite object, and therefore is quantifiable in theory, right? Maybe in practice it would be nearly impossible to. But it's, it's so um, so. Therefore, we say, Lo you suffer, you We can't count it because it's so much. So the Safri is not talking about the Jewish people multiplying to an infinite number. It's talking about us being a number which is enormous, enormous. And we find the exact same idea, idea with Yosef, with Joseph, where, where Yosef gathered all of the grain in Egypt um, when they were during the years of plenty. He gathered all of the grain in Egypt. And it says it was harbei Ma'id, it was very much, Adki Chad al until they stopped counting Cain Misper because there was no, no counting. You couldn't count it what does that mean? The grain was not quantifiable? Of course it was quantifiable. However, it was so enormous that, that the uh, they didn't have the ability just to continue counting and be able to come up with the actual number that there was. So the Sifri explains that the Jewish people complained to Moshe. Moshe, your blessing is much smaller than Hashem's. You said we should be counted as a thousand. Um, th- that's, what, that's what that blessing Moshe gave. Um, but Hashem told us we're going to be such a number that we won't even be able to count because it's going to be such an enormous number, it won't practically be able to be a number that we can count. Now, in, in simple pshat, in simple understanding of the verse, um, the Rebbe explains, which Rashi is concerned with simple understanding of the verse. If you tell someone, um, that you bless someone, you should be a thousandfold, Right? That would be, a thousandfold of the Jewish people at that time would have been an enormous number. As we're going to discuss in a moment, that would be about two, the, the Jewish people at that time were about two million Jews, roughly. And a times a thousand would be two billion Jews. Right? That's an enormous, enormous uh, number of people, which, which is really hard to count. So, um, if the question is, um, if the complaint was that Moshe, your blessing is so much smaller than Hashem's, Moshe was giving an enormous blessing. And we're going to see soon why it was not. it's not so much smaller than Hashem's. Um, because Hashem was not giving an infinite, not saying I'm going to make you an infinite number of people. Just an enormous number of people, it's very hard to count. And a thousand times is speaking in that language already. The old, so that's why um, Rashi asks a question. He says, you know why I have a question here that requires me to turn to the Midrash. To this and to quote the Safri, because once Moshe then added, and may God bless you, as He told you, suddenly I wonder, oh, what's this added blessing that we're adding God's blessing? What was lacking in Moshe's blessing? So he says, Then I have to come and bring the Sifri story of the Safri that the Jewish people complained uh, for some reason. They were not satisfied with Moshe's number of a thousand, which we have to analyze as to why they weren't satisfied with it, and therefore they wanted. A, uh, a another number, this raised a question. But until if Moshe would have just said, "I blessed you to be a thousandfold," then in the simple understanding of the verse, if someone were to read it, it sounds like a an enormous blessing that Moshe is giving the Jewish people. Imagine if I blessed you that you should make a thousand times what you made last year, right? You give that blessing to anybody, it's like, I'm happy with that, right? I can't even imagine what that number is. Like wow, a thousand times. I never thought in those terms. So at that time. Uh, as I just mentioned, there were about two million Jews, which would mean that a thousand times would be two billion. So Meishas Racha simply would not raise a complaint by the Jewish people. A thousand times is isn't limited. Is also the Rabbi. i it's not limited to thousand. When someone says, "May God bless you a thousand times," they mean strictly a thousand, not a thousand and one, and not nine hundred and ninety-nine. No, they're they're giving you a, an enormous blessing that God should give you without limit. It's a way of actually saying that. So, so Mesha didn't mean to limit the blessing to just a thousand times. Um, also, we know that the world actually is limited in space. We know that each person takes up a certain amount of space physically. We know that there are other nations in the world, other human beings besides the Jewish people. There are animals, there are houses, there are fields, right? And then we know that the ideal state of the Jewish people is living in the land of Israel. The land of Israel is even more finite than the rest of the world. So, so what is the meaning when God says that I, I bless you like that you should be as numerous as the as sand of the sea. Um, the, the, uh, the, the simple meaning is not that you're going to literally be like the sand of the sea, which may be too many people to actually fit in the land of Israel. Maybe too many people even fit, in the, fit on earth, right? But it means that you're going to be so abundant that it'll be too difficult to even count. So Moshe's bracha of a thousand times is not a contradiction to Hashem's bracha. Actually, that's why not a contradiction. And that, this really answers our fourth question, right? That, or, or actually, it, it would be our, our, um, our second question. That, that we, we, we ask that, that, mo, that Moshe's blessing is a contradiction to Hashem's blessing. The answer is it's not. Both of them are blessings of expression of enormous abundance. Because Hashem's language, as Reb explains also, is only a bracha using what we, we you, you may refer to as a euphemism or a borrowed term where it's an expression, you know, it's an expression, a, a, a form of tongue, where you say, of language, where you say, um, it should be as numerous as the, uh, the sand of the sea, as the stars in the heaven. Uh, but that, that's not a literal um, number that Hashem means. And in the same way, a thousand is also not uh, just like um, when Hashem says, it should be as numerous as the sand, uh, the sand of the sea um, or the dust of the earth. It's not literal. It could be far less than that, as we discussed. Likewise, Moshe's blessing of a thousand will be a lot more than that. So, when Moshe, so, so, so therefore, when Moshe adds, and God will bless you as he told you, that I bless you to be a thousandfold, and God will bless you as he told you, we know that something prompted Moshe to add this. Like, why did Moshe add this? If his blessing and Hashem's blessing are overall the same concept, why is he now coming and adding these words? That And God will bless you, as he told you, beyond the, the thousand times that I just blessed you. So, so therefore, Rashi says, so that's an obvious question that a, a re, someone reading the uh, verse, the text, is going to have. So Rashi comes and says that um, this question is prompted by the added words Moshe gives, so that God should bless you, as he told you. And so now I'll reshare with you the sefri, which will help us understand why Moshe added those words. Because the Jewish people complained. And they said, Moshe, you're saying a thousand. Hashem didn't give a number. And so therefore, he added, you're right, this, I, the thousand is for me. And God will give you as he promised you, and that's going to be from Hashem. Now we have to understand if, in fact, Moshe's blessing of a thousand and Hashem's blessing of the sand and the sea and the dust of the earth is really saying the same thing. They're just very abundant blessings. Why, in fact, were the Jewish people disturbed when Moshe said a thousand? So we need to understand that. So on the verse that Rashi quotes, when he says that Hashem promised Avram, "Asher im yuchal ish limnois," that that if a man can count um, the the dust, um, so too you should be counted. Um, So so um, so Rashi says there that just says the sand or the dust can't be counted so you will not be able to be counted. So this was the question that the Jewish people had to Moshe. Their question was this, why are you putting a number to a blessing in which God said there isn't a number? That just like it can't be counted, even though, again, we're talking about something that in theory is quantifiable, but still it's not realistically something that can be counted. So while very large, a thousand is very large, still a fixed number. And so the question to Moshe was, why are you giving us changing Moshe? Hashem, bring Hashem's blessing down to a fixed number, and, and the Rebbe then breaks down the the, the way the Safri would understand their question versus the way Rashi understands their question. So the Sefiyya's question, the Sifri's question is the Sefiyya understands the Jewish people's question: Why, Moshe, are you using a smaller number? Why are you saying a thousand? Hashem said bigger than a thousand, a, a number that you can't count. It's still a number. It's still quantifiable, but it's a number that you can't count so why just be broader than a thousand don't even give it i don't even give it an exact number give it give it a number which is something that's such a big number that we can't count it simple but rashi um rashi's question is you see Moshe using a thousand is really as we explained uh, in some respect a way of saying hashem should give you endlessly you should multiply endlessly right um But then Moshe adds words, and Hashem should bless you as he told you. And that's because the Jewish people came and complained. What was their complaint? Their complaint was, why Moshe are you using a number? Why are you using a number? It's not so much that, uh, as the Sifri says, that you used a a smaller number than Hashem used. We want a bigger number, not a small number. It's not a question of a bigger number or a small number. It's a question of whether there is a number or there isn't a number. Like, we don't want to, Hashem blessed us with no number. Like, we're clear of numbers, which in a certain respect takes you into a whole new category. And Moshe, you're keeping us in this category of a numbered or measured category. That was the issue that the Jewish people had with um, with with the blessing of Moshe. So Moshe's answer to them is that this bracha is from me. Why? Because Moshe says, Yosef Alechem Hashem lekeichem. And again, and it's going to be critical for us to, to, to know. When Moshe gave his blessing, Moshe says, Hashem lekeichem, that may God, your God, um, increase upon you. Kachem, from as you are now. Right? So firstly, who's giving the blessing? Who's giving Moshe's blessing? Moshe is expressing the blessing, but of course the power of all blessing is from God. So he's saying that may God bless you, that you should be, that he should increase upon you from as you are now. So kachem, as you are now. Kachem pa'amim. And, and the reason why is because Moshe says, I'm a, I'm a human being. I see a physical reality of a people who are two million. My I am confined to a limit. So therefore, I bless you in relation to what you are now to be a thousand times more because of my limits as a human being. This is the reason why Rashi highlights not just Elf Pa'amim, the words that he's, that he's commenting on as a thousand times, but Yosva Kachem that Hashem should increase upon you as you are now. Because this was a major emphasis of Moshe, that Moshe explains to the Jewish people, the reason why I give you a number is because I'm, I'm a number guy. I'm limited to Confined the definitions as a human being so I I can't I can't create beyond that so my bracha is also from Hashem but it's confined to an amount and Hashem when he will in fact bless you with the blessing that I am giving you he will bless you as God not as Moshe and it will show up as a blessing which cannot be counted it will be on Hashem's level Therefore, Yosef Hashem Alechem Kochem. Hashem should increase upon you as you are. That's my blessing. And then Moshe and Vi and the way Hashem should bless you is as he spoke to you, which is without a number. Because God can in fact take what I'm expressing in my limit and expand it to the fullness of his blessing. So really, in some respect, the entire blessing Moshe gave was really one blessing. It was just an expression of how I can express it. And then Hashem should take it in in, in God's way and be able to bring it to its fullness. Um, so, so, so now we understand um, um, the, 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 uh, the, the different questions that the, that the Rebbe raised in the beginning. Um, Rashi has to begin with a question because in the simple understanding of the verse, um, without this, the last part of the verse of, of Moshe adding, and may God bless you as he told you, Moshe blessing the Jewish people with a, a thousandfold would, be, would have been a beautiful blessing. Uh, it was just the contrast um, that that may God bless you, as he told you, that raises the question, why does Moshe add that? And we find out from Rashi that's because the Jewish people complained. Um, we understand um, the, the, um, why, why that Moshe's blessing of a thousand times is not a contradiction to Hashem's blessing. In the simple meaning of the verse, when Hashem says you should be numerous, um, like the sand of the sea, because Moshe's blessing essentially was conveying the same thing. Um, so why does Rashi um, quote the second part of the Pasuk Asherim? Why does he use the verse that expresses um, in more of a non-number? Because the Jewish people's complaint, as far as Rashi was concerned, was Moshe, we don't want to hear any limit. And a thousand just turns us off because you're putting a limit to something even though Hashem's number also will ultimately be a limited number, a quantifiable number, but Hashem is not putting it in those terms. And lastly, if addressing the limit of 1,000, um, why does Moshe, uh, why does Rashi highlight the words, Kachem um, that God should increase upon you as you are, and that was Moshe's way of conveying, because Rashi wants to bring out that this is Moshe's way of conveying that I am a limited being, and therefore I can only give you a limited blessing, but Hashem will take my blessing and turn it into something which is uncountable. Okay, so now the Rebbe, as he very often does, he enters into what's called Yena Shaltera, which is the understanding of this, what we learned, and what Rashi says in its on, its, on a mystical or a spiritual level. And it's going to be deep, and I'm going to do my best to explain it to the extent that I understand it, and and, and I hope you will gain something from it. And the more you engage in this aspect of Rabbi's talks of Yenor Shaltaira, the more you're going to slowly see how this comes together and how your mind will adapt more and more to abstraction, to a more abstract um, spiritual thinking, which is a great advancement for a, uh, for a Jewish mind. And very important. And the ability to develop a much greater relationship with an abstract reality, which is Almighty God. So the Arizal... On this statement that Moshe said, Ad kan Until now, I gave you my blessing of up to a thousand. And then God will bless you as he told you. So the Arizal shares something very, very fascinating. If you take the name Moshe and you, uh, and you figure out the gematria, it's 345. And Moshe is the same gematria as two of God's names, two of Hashem's names, Kel Shakai. Shaka, spelled, Kel Shaka is spelled Kale is spelled with an Aleph and a Lamid and Shaka is spelled with a Shin and then a Dalad and then a Yud. So if you add up those letters, you will see that they add up to 345. And then he has something even more fascinating. He says that if you, there's something in, 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 uh, in uh, Gematria known as Mali. Mali is that not only do you add up the numerical value of each letter, but you take each letter and you spell it out. So for example, Aleph spelled out, if you spell the letter the name Aleph would be Aleph Lamed Pei. And you add up that gematria. And then you have Lamed. Lamed Memdalet. You add up the gematria. And you do that with well, these, these five letters of the two names of Hashem. And you add what's known as Im HaKulol. You add a one one for the, for, for the, uh, the, 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 the entire gematria, which is, which is uh, following gematria protocol and guidelines. You end up with a fascinating uh, number. And the number is a thousand. Fascinating. And why a thousand? Because in the Hasidic, in the Hasidus, we learn that a thousand is associated with Bina. And let me just give a little bit of background so we can understand this point. The, 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 we know that um, there are ten sephiros, or ten soul powers, um, where you have a neshama, you have a soul which is a, a form of divine energy for, for the divine soul. Divine soul is divine energy. And um, it channels itself through ten different uh, channels, which we call spheres. Three of them are intellectual and seven of them are emotional. The first two intellectual ones are Chachma and Bina. Now, Chachma is um, when someone is trying to understand something and they have no understanding of it and they're thinking. And suddenly an insight comes to them. Where does that insight come from? It comes from beyond them. Right? It's inspiration. Inspiration that comes from beyond them. That insight is a is a nugget. It, 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 it's a, uh, a nugget of an idea that they have, which they now have to develop to understand that nugget. But it's the first moment that you capture something, oh, I think I got something here. That is Chochmah. Insight that comes from beyond us, which comes from God. Um, and then Bina is when we develop that insight to the point that we understand it thoroughly and broadly and in, all, all, in many of its ramifications. So we have an, a, a good grasp and understanding of the idea. That's Bina. Now Chachma and Bina are also represent two, uh, two uh, polar, um, po- uh, polarizing energies that we're very familiar with in our world in a physical way. And that is the masculine and feminine energies. The, fa- the, um, the Chachma is, is masculine energy. And Bina is feminine energy. Why so? Well, we see very simply, just as we know in the physical, um, in, in, in physical terms, that a man offers um, a seed, and a woman then develops that seed and produces ultimately a child. Um, likewise, Chachma is a seed of insight, and Bina is the development of that insight. So Chachma is a, uh, is associated with a father, and Bina is associated with a mother. So, so Moshe, we see, it was associated. Um, with with Bina. Um, And a thousand is associated with Bina. Um, And we're taught, in fact, that Moshe's ability was in Bina, whatever that means, mystically, but there is an association there. So so Moshe therefore blesses the Jewish people with what he can offer, because he was a limited being. He only reached up to a certain point, he wasn't infinite. So he offered to bless them with a thousand, which was basically the power and the depth that Moshe had to offer to the Jewish people. But he said, from from here on, atkan until here, that's my blessing to you. But from here on, from Chochmah, the father, Abba, uh, the father, that is from Hashem. And we know that Chochmah is associated with that which is beyond human capacity, because it's inside that comes from outside of us. So he says that to have greater, that you need, we need Hashem to, 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 to give that to you. So... And, 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 and the Rebbe explains how this is very much aligned with a simple meaning, uh, understanding of the verse. Because when we say that there is a number, believe Misper, that, that is, it's a number, but it's a number that you can't count because it's too numerous to count, like we said by Yosef, right? And we said like the sand of the sea, you can count the sand of the sea in theory, right? But it's something that's, uh, so even though it's not an absolute expression of the infinite, because it really actually ultimately is finite because it's made up of finite items, the fact that the Torah refers to it as Beli mispar without a number, means that it must be true. There must be an element of the infinite here. How can there be an element of the infinite if you have something which is as numerous as the sand of the sea, and ultimately the sand of the sea can be counted? It's, it's, it's infinite because it's rooted and sourced in the true infinite, which is higher than atzilos. So Again, I'm going to explain that um, when God um, decided to create for there to be anything other than God, so God had to hide himself and begin to let his energy show up in finite form, in confined form. And the first, in, in the first um, way that God did that is by creating a realm which we call a world known as Hatzilus. And Atsilus is a world which is a completely divine world. There's only divinity, there's no there's no there's nothing physical there. but it's divine as divine shows up in in definition, in defined form. So when someone is beyond the, the level of God beyond that Silos is where God is still in an infinite state. And this blessing that you should be as numerous that cannot be counted in its root, It is sourced in the infinite, in true infinity. It's just that when it comes down into this, when that blessing shows up in this world, it's coming into a limited world. So it can't show up as infinite in a limited world. It would be like if you want to put an infinite amount of water in a 10-ounce glass, what's going to happen? The glass will shatter, right? So the world wouldn't be able to sustain itself. So therefore, God says the best we can do to to have an expression of the infinite in a finite world um, is... To have it in a way that's believe is for that it's it's so much that we can't count it. So it's not a true expression of the infinite as it shows up in this world, but it's an expression of not countable because it's rooted, its sources in the infinite. Um, and, and 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 that is uh, that's how the um the Rebbe explains it according to um, the Safri. According to Rashi, so the Rabbi explains another idea that we have in the Hasidus. And that is the idea of whether we can sense the limit or an amount or not. Can we, do we sense an amount or do we not sense the amount? So even if there is an amount, do we sense that or do we not sense it? And this is significant because when a person senses limit, that limits them. When a person doesn't sense limit, they can operate on a different level. So... Um, so the Jewish people's complaint to Moshe was, Moshe, the fact that you're using a number means that you're still operating in, in an environment where we are sensing a limit, an amount. So Moshe says that Hashem can't, doesn't sense limit. Hashem is infinite. Hashem doesn't sense limit, and we know in Hasidic there, there are there are another two ideas. We, we as, as a metaphor of understanding how the energy of God, of Hashem comes down into the world, there's something known as oires and kalim, light or energy, and vessels. Vessels are defined, um, uh, a defined parameter, which will take the energy and define the energy according to the limits and the parameters of, uh, you know, of that particular vessel, we'll call it. Um, and energy on its own is is more raw and free and and unlimited. um so there is Moshe's blessing, which is sourced in the vessel. The vessel is where you have the energy of God, the infinite energy of God, as it shows up in a, in a confined way, and also in a way that we are sensing that there's limit here. But then you have raw energy, which is not which is not confined um, by, the, uh, by the vessels, or that you don't sense the limit of the vessels. So according to the Safri. The blessing of Hashem came from above all limits, before there are any vessels from what we call keser, the crown, which is above all of the, all limits. There are no kalim, there are no vessels, there are no limits um, in, the, in, in, the, um, in the source of the blessing that the Safri is talking about. But Rashi refers to the blessing of Hashem that comes from Chachma, as Arizal just said, um, from Chachma. And Chachma is a vessel. But Chachmah is a vessel where you're not sensing the limit of the vessel because you're getting inspired from beyond the vessel. Um, And that's why in Hasidus we see that Chachmah is referred to itself as that it and its energy is one, that the vessel itself is not sensed because the light is so strong that you sense the infinite energy of the light and you don't feel the limits of of the vessel. Um, so, so Moshe says, I'm from the level of Bina, where you can, st- you sense the keli, the vessel. There's, you can sense limit. So I have to give you a blessing of a thousand. But Hashem, who, who is, who, who is, who is, who is, um, blessing us from the level of Chachma, um, where you don't sense, even though there is a vessel, you don't sense the vessel. Hashem is going to give you, as he, as he, as he said to you, where, where will be a number that cannot be counted. Um, so hopefully some of this, uh, Hasidus, uh, made sense. I myself struggle with a full grasp on it. And uh, the rabbi concludes by saying that through learning the simple, measurable part of the Torah, the simple meaning of the Torah, which is that sort of the measurable part of the Torah, the part that we can grasp, and through learning the pneumious HaTera, which refers to Hasidus, the, the more esoteric part of the Torah, which opens us up to um, infinite concepts and infinite ideas. We should narrate to what the Prophet Heshea um, it says in, his, in the prophecy, that the number of the Jewish people will be, will be like the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured and not be counted. And this will happen with the coming of Mashiach. May we experience this today.